Hi, and welcome to Job Search the Smart Way, a podcast for graduate students and PhDs. If you're wondering what you can do with your degree, you're in the right place. You'll learn top tips and strategies you can apply to build an impactful career and meaningful life. Your host, Dr. Marin Wood, will share evidence-based research so that you can job search the smart way. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Dr. Marin Wood. Thanks so much for joining me. One question that we get a lot from masters and PhDs is, I don't want to limit my opportunities by saying I'm looking for a job in, you know, a specific career field. Can I say I'm interested in multiple career fields? I want to stay open. Can I just apply for everything? There's a lot of misunderstanding about how people find jobs and build careers. People make the false assumption that being broad and open to anything will make them more hireable and increase the chances that they'll land a job. They don't want to be too picky because they worry that it will unnecessarily limit their options. And of course, being too narrow can absolutely be a problem. But so can being too broad. Being successful in a job search really requires you to find a sweet spot. Let's talk more about why it's not a good idea to be open to any and all things in your job search. As I've said before on the podcast, job searching is a form of persuasive communication. You're trying to convince someone to hire you. Think of it like marketing and sales, or think of it as akin to a political campaign. You need to have a clear message about who you are as a candidate so that people will pick you. That, you know, that candidate that tries to be all the things to all the people, yet you don't vote for that person, right? Being effective in marketing and sales or in politics requires that you really know your audience. What do they need? What do they value? What are their pain points? You want to do a lot of market research to really understand your audience or potential customer. Then you want to think about what makes your product and services unique. What is your value proposition? Doing effective market research takes a long time. And you wouldn't want to be doing this for a bunch of different products, right? You don't want to be thinking about selling pillows and shaving cream and a new diet soda drink all at once. You'd focus on one thing, like let's say shaving cream. Okay, great. Now, what are people's pain points around shaving cream? And how would your organically, naturally derived and fragrant-free shaving cream be unique or different from other options on the market? You'd really work on your messaging, right? And you'd focus on customers who were concerned about climate change and who probably had a sensitivity to additives and fragrance. So this is also how you want to approach your job search. You need to choose one field that you'd like to focus on so that you can do a lot of market research to really understand the needs and values of employers in that industry or field. You'll want to speak their language and clearly identify and communicate your unique combination of skills and talents that can help them achieve their goals. Most importantly, you want to do this in a way that is authentic. As a savvy consumer, you probably hate it when brands co-opt causes just to sell a product. It doesn't feel sincere. The same goes for employers. They really want to hire someone who is interested in helping their organization achieve its goals. And you can't be doing this kind of deep dive research for a bunch of different fields. It's a lot to do for just one. UX research, instructional design, human factors researchers, these are all great careers with similar skill sets, and they are also very different. If you were going to leverage your skills as a social scientist in one of these areas, you'd need to choose just one. 
you need to talk to a bunch of people who are human factors researchers to really get what they do on a day-to-day basis. You don't want to consider the difference between working in healthcare or finance or an ed tech company. While most organizations share core business problems, the specifics will vary on what industry you're in. If you're job searching for, let's say, data science and healthcare or tech, you'll have concerns about privacy, and those problems and solutions will look very different. Data privacy in healthcare has entirely different sets of legislation and regulation than consumer privacy laws, for example. You need to know the difference, the implications of this legislation, and what data sciences need to consider to be good at their job. To be effective in any job search requires deep insider knowledge of a specific field so that you can stand out as a candidate. You need to build networks of practitioners who can help guide you in your job search. A lot of times when people think about networking, they focus on the transactional part of networking, right? Getting a job. They miss the fact that a huge part and purpose of networking is in fact market research. And that brings me to my last point about why being too broad is detrimental to a job search. If you're applying for all the things under the sun, it means that you're treating your job search as a numbers game. You're probably spending all your time writing resumes and submitting them into the black hole of the internet. Approaching your job search as a lottery instead of as a marketing campaign is one of the biggest and costly mistakes that graduate students and PhDs make in their job search. Every job ad that gets posted receives hundreds of applications. How do you think that you'll stand out as a candidate if you, A, have very little experience in that field, and B, are just trying to fake it enough in a resume and cover letter to sound convincing? And let's say that you do somehow land an interview. Well, now what? How can you stand out as a candidate if you're unsure of the job, the industry, and the company? You'll be competing against other candidates, and at least one of them will have done their homework. Okay, so let's say that you do land the job. Are you going to like working at the company? Are you going to like the job? If you haven't done your research, you won't know. And it's likely that you'll end up working in a company that isn't a great alignment for who you are as a per- as a person. Lottery style job searching just doesn't work. So pick something that you'd like to try next in your career. Conduct careful research. Ignore job ads and start looking at companies that are doing work that sounds interesting to you. Reach out to people working in those organizations and learn more about them. Then, if jobs are posted at that company, you'll have a connection, but more importantly, insider information that can help you write compelling job documents that will actually get read by a hiring manager. Now, before I go, I want to talk a a bit about the dangers of being too narrow. This happens when people think that they can only work in certain kinds of organizations. They'll say, well, I, I can only work at a nonprofit because that's the only place where people do good work. You know, and as I say all the time, the NRA is a nonprofit, and I don't personally think they do much good. But the companies in Denver working on green technology like solar panels, they do a lot of good. Look at the mission of the organization and the people behind it. Evaluate opportunities not based on attack status, but on impact. Because there are plenty of businesses out there that are having a positive impact on the world. Avoid unicorn jobs. This is a real danger for PhDs, but I also see it happening with master students especially master's students who are coming out of programs like information and library sciences or social work. You know, if you're coming out with an MILS degree, well, public libraries are unfortunately underfunded and there aren't a ton of jobs in any one city for librarians. But lots of companies need people to curate resources or manage large amounts of data. So you want to think broadly. The other day I was speaking with a PhD who had a research background in cultural trauma. And she was narrowly focused on finding a job that directly related to her academic background. 
But we started talking about wellness and mental health more broadly. I pointed out that there are a lot of companies where where they're spending a lot of money to improve the mental health and well-being of their employees. What if we expand culture to be company culture or business culture and wellness and mental health to be broadly defined, a positive work environment free from bullying, let's say, or work-life balance or nutrition and healthcare? Well, now suddenly there are a lot more options for this person to pursue. She could focus on the world of HR and look for opportunities across industries and organizations. So that's what I mean by sweet spot, neither too narrow nor too broad. Being specific about your value and impact of your work without eliminating organizations based simply on their tax status. And if you approach your job search as a research project or sales campaign, you'll be much more effective than essentially spamming people with an unfocused message. Because nobody likes spam, am I right? We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Job Search the Smart Way, a podcast for graduate students and PhDs. For more resources to help you launch your next great career, be sure to visit beyondprof.com and sign up for our free events. And remember, smart people work everywhere.